Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Now, here's our lead pastor, J.D. Swilly. If you've noticed, we've had a tremendous amount, an influx, if you will, of guests uh, since we've moved here. Praise God, isn't that wonderful? And that's, that's to be expected, right? Because people are coming, and uh, they, they've never heard of Seeds Church before, but maybe they're driving by this place every single week, or every single day, even, some people. And they're seeing us, and whether it's their own curiosity or whether the Holy Spirit is nudging them, they're checking us out online, and they're visiting us on Facebook and our website, and we can see all those numbers going up. Actually, every single week, we can get a report and go, oh, this many extra people visited the the website or or Facebook. And it's up. It really is up if you compare it to, uh, you know, before we came into this season. Or, you know, some people, uh, they're checking us out because um, the reputation that we have in our community. We had a new family here uh, this last Sunday from California, and we're actually having lots of families from California coming to visit us. As a matter of fact, our resident Californians are on the front row. They're excited about that, but um, I was going to say something really political, but I'll just save that comment for myself. And... uh, (laughs) But, but uh, they came here not because they drove by and saw us or they didn't even find us on a Google search. Uh, they actually live all the way out in Walter Hill and even beyond is what they told me. And they said that someone told them, you need to come to Seeds Church. So we have a reputation in the community, which is good. And hopefully that reputation, you know, is built on that we are a presence-driven church right? The presence of God is here, and we have the foundation of God's word and worship and prayer, and that we have a reputation of, of passionately loving God and genuinely loving and caring for one another, and that we have a, a reputation of, of serving and blessing and building the kingdom of God in Middle Tennessee. That's a good reputation, amen? And so our desire is to make room for our church to grow and to expand, to include more and more people along the journey of becoming disciples of Jesus, right? We're making room. This is what this whole campaign that got us here was all about. We're making room for more. We're not just making room for us. We're making room for those who aren't here yet. We want to make room for more people to experience freedom from the bondage that they might have been walking in for their entire lives. We want them to experience healing from woundedness that they may have had from just going through life or even from previous church experiences. We want to make room for more people to discover who God created them to be and what he called them to do. Amen? So as we see all these guests coming... Our prayer is that they are going to move from guests to family. Amen? But when they first come, they're still in the the guest seat. And that's not because we're holding them at bay, but it's just 
That's just the natural progression of things, right? So our prayers, they move from guest to family. And this is the example that we see, actually, even in the book of Acts. In the Acts chapter 2 and verse 46, it says, Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, which means they gathered in the temple in the big group setting like we do here on Sunday mornings, and breaking bread from house to house, which means that, that's like our, our life groups, right? The smaller group setting. And, and, I, and I just want to side note on this real quick, okay? Uh, sidebar. There is a, a tremendous emphasis right now on, uh, on house churches and house groups and small groups and life groups. And that is a wonderful thing, and that should be. But there is also this attitude in some of those uh, house church movements is that we don't need the large group thing. We're just going to do the house church thing. You know what? The house church thing is good and it's biblical, but so is coming to the temple with everybody here together. And there's a need for both things. One should not be abandoned for the other. You, you know, it's, it's not like, well, which one is it? No, no, it's not which one. It's both and. And so that's why we have life groups because we need that. And it's why we have the larger Sunday gathering because we need that. And that's the example that we see right here in the New Testament. And so when you're in conversation with people about that and they're like, well, we're just doing the house church. Go ahead and just quote the scripture to them. Acts chapter two, verse 46. And they went to the temple and they had their cell phones. And no, I'm teasing. (laughs) (laughs) So... And, and, and so they went, they broke bread together with gladness and sincerity of heart. They're, they're really making connections here. They're doing life together here. And they're praising God and having favor with all people. That means they had a reputation in the community. They had a good reputation and that the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. That's what I want. Amen. It's not just about how many people we can squeeze in here or how many people we can get at our life group. It's about life change. How many lives are being changed? So hopefully, as God is adding to our number day by day, those who are being saved, as people are making that transition from the guest seat into the family, we're growing as a church family. We're growing numerically, but we're not just growing numerically. We're also growing as disciples of Jesus. We can be a church of any size, big or small, but that doesn't mean that you're growing as a disciple. But what God's desire for us is that we would see people added to our number daily and that we would be growing as disciples. So as we give God glory for bringing to us all these new people to visit our church, it's also important for us to realize uh, that, and this this is a term that most recently I heard Brother Ed use, that we co-labor with the Lord. Amen? We're called to co-labor in this growing of our church, in this building of our church. It's the work of the Holy Spirit, but he's called us to come into partnership and co-laboring with him as the church grows. It's not just him, it's him with the leader and him inviting us into the work. And, and, and we've been doing this and we've been doing a great job. I want to say this. In my observation, we have been doing a great job of being a welcoming church. 
a welcoming church family, a welcoming fellowship. I'm not saying that we're perfect yet and we've got no room for improvement. We always have room for improvement. We're, we're always uh, gonna have room to, to, to grow. But I believe that we are a welcoming church. And I believe every church should be a welcoming church. Unfortunately, that's not the case. But I believe there shouldn't be a more friendly and loving and welcoming place than the local church in Middle Tennessee. And I'm not just talking about Seeds Church. I want every church in Middle Tennessee to be welcoming and loving and friendly. And there shouldn't be another place. You know, someone walks into Sam's Sports Bar over there by the mall. They shouldn't, be, they shouldn't feel more welcome there than they do here. Someone walks into the, the hookah bar on, over on Memorial Street. They shouldn't feel more welcome there than they do here. Someone walks into Publix or Kroger or I'll just say like this one, CeCe's Pizza. Because when you walk in, they're like, hey, welcome to CeCe's. You know, it's been about five years since I think I stepped into a CeCe's Pizza. My stomach reminds me of that, but... Church ought to be the friendliest place, the most welcoming place, the most loving place that anybody should be able to walk into. And I think that we are doing a good job of building that healthy culture. So good job. We're doing a good job in that part of our co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. And as true as that is, as true as it is, it's possible for us to see lots of guests come and check us out and say, oh, what's Seeds Church all about? It's possible for that, but that also doesn't necessarily mean that we will automatically see them being added to our number daily, to our fellowship, to our church, to our family. It's possible for the Holy Spirit to draw people to our church, and it's possible to be friendly and welcoming, and it's possible for us to turn them off. Wah, wah, wah. Now, there's some reasons why we might turn people off that I'm okay with. There's some reasons that are okay that if people come in here and they're like, oh, this place is not for me, it's not because we weren't welcoming or friendly or loving to them. But sometimes people are just looking to check the, I came to church box. And that's just not who we are. We're just not those people. You know, and sometimes our passion for God might make some people uncomfortable and I'll say, that's too bad for them. It's not too bad for us. It's too bad for them. I don't want people to leave. That's not what I want. I want them to grow from where they are now to where God wants them to be. But that's their choice. That's their choice to respond. And we're not going to be less passionate for God to make someone else feel more comfortable about their distance from God. Does it make sense? But there are other things that we can do that we can continue partnering with and co-laboring with the Holy Spirit so that when the Holy Spirit does draw people here, that they stick. And it's, it's part of it, the, the first part of it, the welcoming part, the loving part, the friendly part, that's just the first part, but there's more to it than that. So like I said, the Holy Spirit can draw people to Seeds Church, but we're co-laboring, we're collaborating with Him to help them move from guests to family. The Holy Spirit wants to grow our church. And that means that there's a part that he does and the part that only he can do. And it also means that there's a part for us to do. Now, when it comes to growth, there's good news and there's bad news. 
The good news is this. God has absolutely called us to grow. Absolutely. The bad news is that continued growth can be difficult to sustain if you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and you don't change. Growth is never automatic or guaranteed. We might have lots of visitors. That might be guaranteed on some level when we come into a new community, we throw up a new sign. People are curious and they want to come check us out. But that doesn't guarantee that they're going to stick. Churches, businesses, even us as individuals, we don't naturally drift toward growth. We drift toward complacency and decline. The key word here is drift. I like what leadership guru John Maxwell said. He said this, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. So instead of drifting, we want to be intentional. If we're not intentionally preparing for growth, then we are unintentionally preparing for decline. And so growth has a lot of kind of enemies. And we could talk about, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight enemies of growth or blockades of growth, but I just want to talk about one tonight, just in the last couple minutes here, and that's the enemy of growth is an unhealthy mindset. An unhealthy mindset. Unhealthy mindsets create an unhealthy church. A few examples of unhealthy mindsets are this. Complacency. Pride. The inability to take risks. Stagnancy. Misinformation. Misjudging of reality. Unhealthy competition. Disinterest. Distraction. Apathy. Greed, so on and so forth. Now, to de defeat an unhealthy mindset, we need to cultivate a growth mindset. Everybody say growth mindset. Growth mindset. Now, say it like you're excited about it. Growth mindset. Yes. yes. Here's, here's what we know about mindsets. Mindsets determine direction. And, and so a, a fixed mindset believes, well, we're good at certain things, but we're not good at other things. But a growth mindset says, no, we can get better. A fixed mindset believes, well, we're not good at this. But a growth mindset believes we're not good at this yet. A fixed mindset is unwilling to do more to change. But a growth mindset is flexible and adaptable. So just as we all, as individuals, and we, we, we've got this identity, right? All of us as individuals, we have an identity, we have a self-esteem, whether that be poor or healthy. We as a church also, has, we have an identity, and we have a church esteem. And, and so it's, it's, it's how we see ourselves as a church. It's how we see our teams. You know, it's how I see, if I'm on the prayer team, it's how I see my team. It's how I see the production team. It's how I see the worship team, the kids team, the guest services team, all these teams. Excuse me. And, and so the way we view ourselves is that identity. It's that esteem. Now, when we think about our church or when we think about our team, do we have a fixed mindset or do we have a growth mindset? You know, Tim and Lana are running the youth team. They're leading the youth team. 
Is, does the youth team have a fixed mindset or does the youth team have a growth mindset? I say they have a growth mindset and we've actually been seeing growth, praise God, in the youth. I'm excited. Tim and I had a two-hour lunch yesterday and we we're talking about the, the word of God that's gonna be taught in Seeds Youth between now and January, through January. Uh, it's exciting. We're gonna talk to our teenagers about identity and about their authority as a believer and, uh, and foundations of prayer and worship in the word. That's awesome because it's not just fun and games and getting them in the door, but they're growing as in numerically, but they're growing as disciples. It's exciting. Amen. So when we think about our church, when we think about our team, do we have a fixed mindset or growth mindset? In our co-laboring with the Holy Spirit, if we want to do our part in our, in our growing our church and our teams, growing in number, growing spiritually, then we've got to have uh, a growth mindset. We must grow how we think. And I'll wrap it up. I just want to give you five growth mindsets that we can cultivate. Number one, a bias for action. Number two, Bold leadership. Number three, defiant stubbornness. Huh? Yeah. Number four, ownership. And number five, obsessive focus. What I mean, I want a bias. I want a bent. I want a proclivity, a propensity for action. You know, we're all going to make mistakes from time to time. We're all going to experience mistakes. We're going to experience failures from time to time. But when we make those mistakes or when we find ourselves failing, it will be because we were active, not because we were passive. Does that make sense? I'd rather have to come out to you and say, hey, 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 we just need to pull the reins up over here just a little bit. I'd rather have to have that conversation than try to light a fire for you to get a walk a step. Does that make sense? So we're going to have a bias for action. Number two, I want bold leadership in this church. We want to believe in limitless horizons, not being afraid of failure. Growth and comfort never coexist. And so sometimes I think it's easy to, to sit in the place of comfort, but if that's the case, you know, you're just not growing. Number three, I want defiant stubbornness. Now that sounds weird at first glance, but here's what I mean. I don't want anyone to tell me, well, that just can't be done. We just can't do it, do it that way. No, our attitude is we are going to find a way to get it done. I remember uh, just having this kind of attitude, this get it done attitude put in me as a kid and as a teenager and growing up with that and going into the ministry and Matt Lee back there being a middle schooler in my youth group 19 years ago started putting that attitude and implanting and imparting that kind of spirit on the inside of him. And that's what I see when Matt serves. When Matt serves, and we say, we're going to do this. Matt's never like, well, that just can't be done. I, you've, I've never heard you say that. In all the years that we've done ministry together, you are like, well, okay, well, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure out what we need to do. We'll rig it somehow, but we will get it done. I like that. So uh, number, number four, ownership. We all need ownership. We don't just see problems, but we see opportunities and we own the outcome. This is not just J.D. and Jamie's church. This is not just Pastor Russell's church. This is not just Pastor Bob and Cheryl Lynn's church. This is not just, you know, this is our church. We are all responsible for co-laboring together 
with the Holy Spirit. We own it. And number five, obsessive focus. We don't just grow with our yeses over time. We actually grow with our nose. Not this, not the, not our nose. Although I've been told your nose always is growing forever in your ears. But we're growing with our, not just our yeses, but our knows. We've got to have the discipline to not just say yes to anything and everything, but we're going to focus mostly on what adds the most value. We're going to pass up on some good things so we can say yes to the great things. Amen. So these are our five growth mindsets. This is what we can believe about our church, about our teams, about ourselves. We may not be great at everything yet, but we can grow. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this team, this dream team. Every single person that serves God. I know there's many of our dream team that are not here tonight. Those of our, on our team that are dealing with sickness, God, we pray health and healing to them in the name of Jesus right now. And we, we, we say be healed and be whole. God, if people need rest, let them find rest. If people need uh, good things to put in their body or medicine, let them find that and get that, God. But we pray healing to that. We don't just accept sickness. And God, I just pray for each and every one of us. Holy Spirit, reveal to us where we might have mindsets that are fixed mindsets. And I pray that you would illuminate our thinking, illuminate our hearts, that we would step into the place of growth. That we wouldn't just say, well, I guess this, this is how it's always been. This is how it's always going to be. But Holy Spirit, I pray you ignite something on the inside of us. Help us dream. Help us see things the way that you see them. Help us see people the way that you see them when they walk in this place, when we have guests walk in. God, help us go and, and, and welcome them and love them and, and be friendly to them. But also, God, help us help them move from the place of guests to the place of family. From, from the place of I'm just checking a box that I went to church from that place to the place of, of passion for you and your kingdom, Jesus. And Lord, where many of us may from time to time have a season or have a, a bad day where we struggle that without, our, without ourselves, God, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are, you are kind and you are loving and at the same time that you arrest our hearts. Lord, I pray for us as a community, as a church family, that when we're thinking about one another, we wouldn't just take that for granted and go, oh, I just was thinking about, you know, Jamie today. No, that I would pick up the phone and I would call Jamie today. Say, hey, how are you doing? I was just thinking about you. And God, help us. Help us to see you in your kingdom. The eternal things that never going to burn up the, the eternal things that are going to only be refined by fire as everything else around us burns up help us have that be our focus and our attention and our gaze help us say no to certain things so we can say yes to the things of eternity in the name of Jesus Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what He called them to do. One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission 
is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.